0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. This is your brother Mikail Ahmed Smith here from Qalam. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, please donate to Qalam by visiting supportqalam.com. We love being able to share this content for free, and your donation ensures that we will always be able to do so. Each podcast we produce has thousands of listeners, so the support you give to this community in this effort brings immense reward. You never know who will benefit from your donation. Assalamu alaikum. Salaat wa salaam ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahdihi wa sala. That's a good practice that when we hear the blessed name of Muhammad, sallallahu we send salutations and prayers of peace for him, inshaAllah. Because it's through the Prophet that we have all of this, uh, this knowledge about ourselves And this knowledge about how to get close to um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, So inshallah ta'ala we're going to begin um, today's class where we left off last week um, And in this section for the last five or six classes Ibn Qayyim um, al has been uh, discussing um, love He's been discussing love in detail. Um, Because the role that love plays in our movements, the role that love plays in motivating us and getting us to do whatever it is that we want to do. So he's been focusing on this concept of love. uh, uh, He's been focusing on this concept of love for quite some time. Um, And if we remember, just for those who are either new or just as a reminder... The reason the, door if you don't mind. the reason that uh, the author wrote this book Was because someone wrote a letter to him Complaining that they were stuck in a particular sin And they could not get out of that sin They could not stop doing that sin um, So after explaining the effects of sin And how sin is harmful to our souls And harmful to our bodies And harmful to every aspect of who we are The author now has spent so much time Talking about this concept of love And what is muhabba What is true muhabba so one of the things that we talked about yesterday that I just want to revisit is he talked about the fact that things are either loved for, there's two types of love. The things that you love will fall into two categories. The first category is something that is loved because of its relationship to something else, right? Something that is loved because of its relationship to something else, right? So you know, you like you like Tom Brady just because you like the Patriots, right? But the moment Tom Brady is traded, all of a sudden, you don't like Tom Brady anymore. You know what I'm saying? That's a whack example, right? right? The point being, the point being, though, the point being, nonetheless, is that all of a sudden, you know, when you move to Dallas, now you like the Cowboys all of a sudden. Right? Because, well, yeah, I know I don't either, but i um, the, the point is still there. I'm giving bad examples, but the point is still relevant, nonetheless. Right? But then he said, there is, there's another type of love. And that type of love is something that is loved intrinsically in and of itself. Like you don't love that thing because of any relationship to anything else, but rather that is a final, final source of love. And he called that a mahbub li nafsi, Like that thing is loved for itself. Um, And he talked about that for some time and he's going to kind of revisit that today. That's why I wanted to kind of refresh our memories on that. And what did he say about something loved in, intrinsically? Because of its intrinsic value. What is the, What can be loved for that reason? Allah. Only Allah. Only Allah. And he's like, only Allah. There's only one reality. There's only one reality that you can love in and of itself, intrinsically, not because of its relationship to anything else, and that's Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la alone. And he's gonna talk about that some more, inshallah As Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la says, Wa What? Uh They're like most severe in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So listen to what he says next. Ibn Qayyim al Jawzi, masha'Allah, has been dropping gems on us for the last 19 classes. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't stop today. He says, He says, The more that something is beneficial to you, the more that something is beneficial to you, the more you will be in pain when you don't have that thing. The more you will be in pain when you don't have that thing. And he says, and he says, well, I shape. And he says, listen to this. So what's the rule he said? The more beneficial something is for you, the more you will be pained in the absence of that thing. The more beneficial. And then he said, on the opposite side the more harmful mm-hmm. something is to you the more you will be pained in the presence of that thing when that thing is there mm-hmm. yeah. right so now what he says next is wala shay and there is nothing alal itlak alal itlak means like i'm speaking about conclusively all terms there is nothing anfa alel-abd. there is nothing more beneficial for you and me, then to continuously turn back to Allah, and to be busy remembering Allah, to taking pleasure from his love, and preferring him over everything else. And he says, He's like, there's no life. There's no pleasure. There's no ease. Okay, so what is he saying? Again, I'm going to put this because my son is discharging my little. Alright, so what is he saying? He's like, the more something is beneficial for you, the more you will be pained and hurt when it's not there, the more it will hurt you when it's absent. And then he says, and the thing that is most beneficial for us is that turning to Allah. That connection with Allah. That dhikr of Allah. That connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he says, therefore, fa'adimuhu آلَمْ شَيْءٍ So when you don't have that connection with Allah, he says, alim شَيْءٍ It's the most painful thing that you can experience ever in life. That disconnection with Allah. Now most of us like, yeah, Shaykh, I wish. There's a lot of things I felt way more painful than not being connected to Allah. You talking like, something like, Goals type stuff. But listen what he says next. He says, He's like, You know why you don't feel the pain? Because you're so busy and preoccupied with other things. I'm going to say that again. He says, The reason you don't feel the pain of the absence of God, the reason you don't feel the pain of the absence of Allah, is because what you've done is you've blinded the ruh. Temporarily from the feeling By its preoccupation with other things You feel me? You feel me? It's really interesting what he's saying here And not only did you preoccupy yourself You 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 like Submerged yourself in those other things You completely Piled it on over your head To the point where you have no time To even think for a second Am I connected to God? Even though it's deeply troubling you inside, so you have, you have hidden from yourself the pain that you're feeling. The pain from missing the most beloved and the most beneficial thing to you, which is Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and your relationship. So what does he say? This is like a person who's intoxicated. Drunk, mustagrik fi sukrihi, completely, like what's the word? Lit?
1: Maybe.
0: Lit? <laughs> Lit is used many ways, so maybe not. I don't oh, turn. There it is. I knew. It. I, I was, it was there. It was there. I couldn't quite like, I was, like. I've been getting old now, man. So I'm like, I don't know the same no more. So yeah, like this person mustagrik fi sukrihi, like completely turned up, right? And he says, this person who's completely intoxicated, This person in their drunken state has destroyed, burnt down their own home, killed their family, and ruined all of their wealth. And because this person is completely intoxicated, He doesn't have any feeling. She doesn't have any feeling for what they've ruined in their life. حتى إذا so, when the intoxication fades, they start to wake up. And the, the blindness that was there because of the intoxication is taken away. Then, at that point, it's like, yo, I can't believe I lost everything I own I lost everything I owned because of. And I didn't even feel it. That's what he's saying. He's giving an example for it. He says, this is the same state of people who live in that distracted state until what happened? The moment they pass away and, the, and the, the veil is lifted and they see angels and they see the real deal going down. I'm talking about in the time they're leaving the world. At that moment, at that moment, the, the veil is lifted. And he says, it's just like that drunk person who now... You know, comes away from his, his inebriation And he's like What did I do? <coughs> that, that's what I did But at the state They didn't realize that SubhanAllah وَإِنْتِقَادْ مِنْهَا إِلَى اللَّهِ At the time he's going back to Allah And he goes on and forth So, yo, before we go forward Like I mean I, I, This really hit me deep when I was reading this Because there's so many times that I've just covered up my disconnection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through you know writing a book or something that i feel is very important or something very shallow even sometimes it's just scrolling through instagram that i've used to distract me from this anxious feeling of disconnection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so sometimes it's not even something really really profound that we're being distracted with these days it's often, nowadays it's even just very shallow things that are distracting us from that pain that we're feeling inside from our disconnection Karima, please, baby how old are you today, Karima? four <laughs> time flying, man alright, so the point being is like people choose all types of things to drown out listen, people use everything they use all types, work Art, music, fun, cars, whatever you name it Like there's many things you can use to drown out That feeling of disconnectedness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Right, so that's what I really wanted to like Let hit home today It's like if you just let go of those things And just focus on you and Allah You will start to realize my heart is calling for Him My heart needs Allah My heart is demanding that But I'm, I'm drowning out that through a cacophony of so many other things Look at it this way The heart is calling you Yo, we need Allah Yo, we need Allah Yo, I don't like this This ain't what I need I need something else I need. And remember What we learned last week was There's nothing that you can love intri- Intrinsically except Allah Because everything else Will lead back to something else Right? So your heart is constantly You know c- Calling Yo, I need Allah That didn't fulfill me Yo, I need Allah That didn't do it Yo, I need Allah But what do you do? Create a cacophony of other things around you that drowned out that calling so you don't hear the heart. You don't hear it. I don't hear it. You know what I'm saying? So what he's saying right now, the first thing he started was this. When something is beneficial for you, then when something... open for me. When something... When something is beneficial for you, when something is beneficial for you, then you will feel pain in the absence of that thing. Now the first thing I felt is that we don't feel that pain. And he immediately followed that up by saying because you keep drowning out the, the, the sound of that heart in pain with other things. Fahemz? Fahemz? Masha'Allah, man. And then he says, now he takes it to another level. One more thing. I'll say this before. So, here's the deal. The pain you feel with a disconnect, the pain you feel is part of why the dunya was created. By dunya, I just mean this worldly life, right? The worldly life by its very makeup is not made to fulfill you. It's made, because true fulfillment in our, our understanding of what a human being is made for, dunya is just a means to that. So the purpose of that job, the purpose of all of those things, family, wife, children, your mom, like all things that are considered part of this world, those are actually means by which you get to your actual objective. So by nature, they weren't meant to, your heart wasn't made to be satisfied with those things. And that's why you don't feel satisfied after years of hitting up the club. Cause you're like, dang, yo, this, I'm not getting what I thought I was going to get from this. It's not satisfying me. Like I. I need something, and, and we're like, yo, the imam's still like, yo, I'm getting old here, yo, like, I've been telling you since you was a little kid, like, and you know, I'm, like, one thing that was big for me when I first converted, right, so I had to give up a lot of evils, right, when I converted, smoking, all types of things, drinking, whatever, 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 and I remember this moment where I was smoking a cigarette, and I think I already converted, right, but it was, I was really fresh, like, new, and I was smoking a cigarette and I remember this moment where I looked at it and I was like, I saw it burning down, and I'm like, it's not filling me up. It's not doing its job. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you feel me, right? I'm I'm looking, I'm like, you're not doing the job. So what do we do? We just add another one. Roll up another one, yo. Right? We just add another one. Another one. Whatever it takes, because we wanna we wanna calm that. That there's something in it saying, fill me up. Here's the deal. Your heart was not made to be filled with anything other than Allah. Your heart was not. It won't feel satisfied, satiated, whatever you want to call. It won't be calm. You won't feel peace. And it will t- torment you till you get old. But if you're woke at a young age, then you're like, yo. Doing that, man? You ain't going to fill me up. You, get, you, you wake up at a young age, you're kind of like, nah, I'm, I'm going to use it. I'm not going to make it my, my goal. So, the point I'm trying to say here is that when you understand that it's just a means, then you realize that my heart can only be fulfilled by the connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, let's keep going, insha'Allah ta'ala. He's now, now, he switches gears. What does he say? He says, imagine you, you are, uh, uh, you are uh, inebriated. Right? Deeply inebriated. And and in that inebriated state, you destroyed the thing that was caught that, that was most uh, uh needed to you. You destroyed that thing in that inebriated state. But while you were inebriated, you didn't notice how bad it was. Then you wake up. That's what he was talking about. So he says, he says, <laughs> He says, Here's the deal. Whatever you lose in the dunya Whatever you lose in the dunya, you can expect that something can replace it. Whatever you lose in this world, Allah can give you better or more of it. And as we say, Allah never takes. He only gives. Even His taking is given. Sometimes He takes something away. Like, why did I lose that? And bam, something else comes right there. But he never takes. He only gives. So He says, whenever you lose something in the dunya, it can always be, Aywa, uh, a replacement be given. Whatever you lost in the dunya was going away anyway. It wasn't eternal. But here's the deal. He's like, He's like, But what about when you lose something there's no replacement for? I'm going to say that again. What about if you lose something there's no replacement for? And there's no substitute. فَلَوْ قَضَى اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ عَلَيْهِ بِالْمَوْتِ مِنْ هَذِهِ الْحَسْرَةِ وَالْأَلَمْ لَكَانَ بِهِ He's like, when you realize you've lost something in this state of intoxication with everything possible, when you realize and you wake up at the moment of leaving the world and you realize that I've lost something that I can never replace, he says, you'll wish Allah just took your life. You'll wish you were just dead at that moment. He's like, the, the situation here is that you'll realize that this was something there was no replacement for. And he says a poem which is beautiful. Uh, the poem says, it's a, it's a clean poem, alhamdulillah, right? <laughs> We've been skipping mad poems, right? Uh, مِن كُلِّ شيء إِذَا ذَيَّعْتَهُ he says, everything in this world, either, if you lose it, waste it, gone, aywadum. There's a substitute for it. Wama mean Allah, but the things from Allah, in dayatahu, No replacement for those things. It doesn't come back. Now, he ends this section with a beautiful narration. Which really summarizes where our focus needs to be. He says, there is a Hadith Qudsi, y'all know what Hadith Qudsi is? Yeah. What's Hadith Qudsi? <laughs> it's uh, something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala
1: said. There we go. Uh, is, uh, narrated by Shubhid.
0: Yeah. So, so basically, sometimes like the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi would say, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said. But it's not Quran, right? It's in the words of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi it's called Hadith Qudsi. Right? There's many hadith like that. So this is a similar one, and it's beautiful. He says that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said, Ibn Adam O oh, son of Adam Now whenever My teacher used to say Whenever you hear Ibn Adam You know what you should do? Put your name there Put your name there Mika'el. You know Whatever your name is Right? Many names in here Right? Put your name there Just take your name And put it in Ibn Adam O oh, Mikail I created you for my worship Stop playing fala And I took the responsibility of your sustenance. So stop getting tired. I took the responsibility of providing for you. So stop getting so tired. اُطْلُبْنِي Seek me, you'll find me. Look for me, you will find me. And guess what, if you find me, you found everything. You found everything, yo. I'm telling you, the car ain't gonna do it. It won't fill you up. I'm telling you, you're gonna get the car, you're gonna drive it around, and 10 days later, you're like, this is whack, yo. I can only touch these seats so much. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, everything in the dunya will leave you feeling like, what the heck? That was whack. <laughs> I'm telling you, and sometimes it's the big things that everyone hyped up. Those big things. I was like, oh, it's amazing. you did you're like, that was weak. You're like, is life about that? Come on, man. Ya yeah. Allah. This is whack. It's supposed to be whack. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Dunya, it's supposed to not truly fill yeah. you up. Oh because Allah's like, yo, I'm just trying to show you what I really want to like give you. Me. You know, you know what Imam Ghazali says? <coughs> you know what Imam Ghazali says about relations, <coughs> like uh, 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 intimate relationships? He's like, Allah gave that feeling so you can understand the lowest feeling of
1: Jannah.
0: <coughs> epic, yo. Epic. I'm so happy you weren't shy to say that, yo. The feeling of intimate, intimacy. The pleasure. Imam Ghazali explains the reason Allah gave us that is so you know the lowest pleasure of Jannah. The lowest. You know what I'm saying? Like, <coughs> Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. So he said, let's finish this hadith. I'm going to read it again. Ibn Adam, Mikael. Allah is talking to me. خَلَقْتُكَ لِعِبَادَتِي I created you to worship me. Stop playing around. Subhanallah, right? And I took the responsibility of your sustenance, so stop working so hard. It's yes, my water, bill. We'll see you. Thank you. Seek me, you will find me. The وَجَتَنِي That this is the crux, this is it. In if you find Allah, you find me, O Mika'il. If you find me, O Ahmed. If you find me, wajatakun kulla shay You found everything. You got everything. Wa in fituka, faataka kulla But if you miss me, if you live this life and you don't get a connection with Allah, you lost everything. Everything. Wa ana ahabu ilayka min And I'm the more beloved. Wa ana. And um, he, Allah is telling me, He's telling you, "Ana I'm
1: the
0: most beloved thing to you. Min there's nothing that loves you or that you should love more than me. Nothing. Yeah, Allah, that's heavy. All right, let's go forward, inshallah. Okay, so the next chapter. Any, 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 like little questions? Like that needs to sit for a moment. I got that last line. That last line yeah. That I am more beloved to you than everything I am more beloved to you than everything, everything. That was it Oh before that was Oh if you lose me Meaning you, you miss this opportunity to meet Allah To get Allah Then you've lost everything in the dunya Because you lost the point of the road. You got stuck in a car And the car was supposed to just get you around You were created for the... Look, this is the way one of my teachers said it was beautiful. He is like, the khalik created the makhluk to serve you so that you could know him. The khalik creator created you, created the creation so that you could use it to know him. But then you started to take the creation as the God. So he's like, yo, like, hello. That wasn't the point. That wasn't the point of this whole thing. Feel me? Any questions? Yeah, Mm Neshach. You said, uh, so He took the responsibility for uh, it. Provisions, so stop getting tired. And seek what? Seek me, me, you will find me. So that part about working is important. Because we let work consume us and stop us from turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm not saying, like, stop working completely. But I mean, don't become a workaholic people who don't know what to do when they don't have work to do. You, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? That y'all know people like that too. Like, you don't know what to do when you don't have work. Like, Call the boss, anything else for me to do? I'm free. I'm free. I mean, like, yeah. The boss like, sure. Sure, yeah, sure. No problem. No. I'm not paying you more. No problem. I just need work. I just need work to do. Like, work? Yeah, you don't got some recats to bust out? You don't got some tasbih to do? Like, you don't got a purpose to life? And that purpose to life is connection with God. Connection with Allah. That's the purpose of life. You yeah, know, that's the purpose. So, subhanAllah, man, I'm... Is this this really this section? I know I want to move forward, but I just I want it to marinate. You know what I mean? Like my 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 wife like sometimes there's this thing on and you say it's undone. So like when you're cooking and it's already done, but it's kind of like like if you lift the pot off, then it messes up everything. You, y'all know in English what you even call this, right? But like, you gotta keep the lid on. It's done. You, I'm like, yo, it's done. Let's go. She's like, no, nah, yo, let it sit. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, guys. I'm used to just like it's done. I right? open it up. But oh yeah, steaks too though. When you do steaks, you gotta let them sit for that two more, three more minutes, right? Okay. So like right now, this message is deep. Like so, I'm like, I just wanted to sit for a minute. You feel me? Alright, cool. You sound Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to let it sit, but it's not Nah, go ahead. man. I love you.
1: You know how you said you tried try to kill that void in our heart? Yeah. Things that are other than a lot.
0: It qualifies other people as well? Yeah, definitely. So, like, besides the whole relationship, I'm talking about, like, Friends and Can we have improper love for that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Remember what we learned like three classes ago, which was you have to prioritize love, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I'm gonna give you something for that. And you were here. I'm sure, sure you were here for this. Habib. Aisha says that when the Prophet Sallallahu was at home, he would be playing with us, joking with us, having a good time. The moment the adhan went out, what would happen? It was as if he didn't know who we were right because that's prioritizing love right there right prioritizing love so when it comes to people yeah like my our whole life should be around those that love us the most and those who are closest to us we should be focused on them yes yes definitely and you can know Allah through loving them but if that love like comes in the way of you and God now you gotta be like yo moms (laughs) not for real You gotta be like, yo mom, no. Allah told me, I gotta do this. I'm sorry. I love you mom. But I can't. It's Allah. Right? So there, right there. So yes, it can distract you though. I think some of us let our love for other people distract us from our love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we seek fulfillment too, through relationships. But those relationships will never fulfill you the way your relationship with Allah is. The Prophet sallallahu is laying in bed next to Aisha. Warm, cuddled up. And he goes, Oh Aisha, can I please go talk to my Allah? No. <sighs> like, you want to talk to who? <laughs> because there's a higher love. There's a higher love. And she's like, yeah, go. Ahead. Like, I'm not coming between you and Allah. I'm not coming between you and Allah. Another hadith, the two people Allah loves is the husband or wife that wakes up for tahajjud. And what does she or he do? Y'all know this one? Yeah. What? They are together, right? Nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hadith says he wakes her up for tahajah, or she wakes him up. And then he rolls over, like, no, nah, what you're doing. So she takes a little water and she sprinkles it in his face. Ooh!
1: <laughs> Ooh
0: what? The water. Man, I would be done. <laughs> <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> <laughs> most of us would be done I'm sorry, I didn't
1: <laughs>
0: no, I'm saying, in reality speaking most of us, if you start sprinkling water in your spouse's face you know what I mean? you're like, yo, what you doing? you <laughs> heard one fuck, <talk>, and then you all pious <laughs> It's not just us uh, It's everybody Okay, okay Cool Alright, let's keep rolling Let's keep rolling So to answer the question Like, I'm just saying Don't let Don't let loves Overcome your love with Allah That that husband or, or wife Will not fill your heart's void I
1: don't
0: care how beautiful Or whatever they are They will not fill that void And you two should not Expect each other To fill that void You should not expect each other. You should know, like, yo, I can't, you need to talk to God with that. You get what I mean? Okay. My oh, man so we're going to try that. Like, like, I, there's something I can't do for you and there's stuff you can't do for me. I got to go to God for that. And you too. Like, we help each other to Allah. Oh, okay, cool. Alright, let's keep rolling. So, the next thing he says, um, I don't have a timer with me today, so. Um, <laughs> no, no. But how long have we been going? Thirty-one. 31? Excellent. Thank you. Okay, so the next section, I'm not going to read the whole next section, but basically what he says in this next section, because I want to get to the section after it, what he says in this, this section is, He says the whole basis of the deen, the whole basis of the Quran, is based on this, the ability to create, cultivate this type of love. For Allah and this love for the Prophet ﷺ, so the entire deen is around cultivating this type of love. And so there's a hadith which is very beautiful. Um, He says, the hadith is where the Prophet says, وَالَّذِي نَفْسِ I swear by the one in whose hand is my soul, you will never, none of you will ever have faith until I become more beloved to you, Who the messenger of Allah, become more beloved to you, beloved, than your children, your father, and all of humanity. And then he says, in another hadith, that one day Umar bin Khattab said, "Ya Rasulullah," he said, "Sallallahu alayhi wasallam." He said, Wallahi la anta ahabu ilayya min kulli shay illa min nafsi." Umar bin Khattab, I love him. He was so real. He was so real. So he said, "Ya Rasulullah, Wallahi, I love you more than everything except myself. I love you more than everything except myself." So Rasulullah said, "Sallam ya Umar.'" Uh-uh La, ya umma. Hatta akuna haba in nafsik La What does la here means? You ain't there yet You haven't reached yet He says, la, ya Umar Nope, not yet Until I'm more beloved even to your own self What does that mean though, by the way? What does that mean? Like, what does that practically mean to y'all That you love the Prophet more than yourself? Yeah, your desires like, I'm not going to listen to my desires in Ramadan. Desires like, yo, just eat that real quick. <laughs> like, yo, yo, what's wrong with you? Like, nah, I don't love you like that. You know, that literally. The nafs is like, yo, do that. Like, I don't love you like that. Right there, that love kicking in. That love is, you feel what I'm saying though, right? Like, the, I love you more than myself means my love for you will trump me listening to my nafs. All right, cool. So he says, La ya Omar. He's like, Nah, Omar, you haven't, radiAllahu An, You haven't reached yet. So this is beautiful. And the way my teacher explained it, he says, Omar radiAllahu An." he paused for a moment and he put his head down. He goes, And now I love you more than myself too. And he goes, Now you reached. Now you're there. But like, I'm thinking to myself, what did you just do? <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't just quickly go, all right, yeah, I love you more than myself. He's like, no, no, you, ain't, you don't know what you're about. He's like, all right, let me think about this. Let me process this. So he changed something inside. He's like, okay, no, I love you now more than myself. I love you now. Now, in class today, we kind of talked about today's class in color, kind of today So in class today One of the students I don't see him here Right. so uh, He was like He was like Yo this love Seems real conceptual and stuff Like what's the way How do I really love Allah and the Rasul more And I was like No you have to Create love Wait 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 but You're still abstract What do you mean You have to make yourself Know the beauty of something And why you should love it And then keep reminding yourself, all right, mashallah, like, I don't drink soda no more. Right? That's because my better half has schooled me on the sugar and everything in it. My better half has kept reminding me, you know how much sugar I am now? You see see, see that, right? So now, in my head, a glass of, uh, of Sprite don't look good anymore. You know what I see? I see like some more like, you know. <laughs> you, know you don't get me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like now that it equates to that for me. So she created, mashallah, and I said to her the other day, I was like, yo, you know what I really love that you've done for me? You made me love water again. All my children love water. Like you know how most kids are like, give me some juice, give me some juice. My kids like, catch some water. If you give them soda, they're like, mom, yo,
1: soda. Like it's a mom. They
0: drinking soda over there. <laughs> She's like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't got dental insurance. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got money to pay for those feet, yo. Uh-uh. Some of them don't pay like that. <laughs> <laughs> So, all jokes aside, <laughs> hey, you, this not a podcast? Yeah, it's all good. I'm just messing around, man. Seriously, though, creating love, all jokes aside, how did I not like soda anymore? It's because I now see and equate those negative aspects of it to that can of soda. So, you, yeah, it used to taste good, but now you've trained yourselves and you keep hearing it. That's the key. So so I said to them, for example, Salatul Fajr is hard, bro. For brothers, Salatul Fajr in the Masjid. I'm yeah, not Salatul Fajr. Oh. That's like Lazim, guys. Come on, man. Right? For real. All right. Salatul Fajr in the Masjid. Right? If you close, I'm talking about five minutes close, maybe ten. If you close, that's hard. So what, what, what you have to do is constantly read the benefits of that. You have to constantly remind yourself of the benefits of that action because you yourself, like if, if she stops reminding me about soda, you start to forget. You get it? So then she's like, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay, cool. But it's a constant, constant struggle to learn, to, to, to train yourself to love what you're supposed to love. You understand everyone with me? Okay, so that's my example with the water. So as a as a, as a, like a thing to my better, like I love water now. And I used to be like juice, like I love juice. But then like, I, okay, the sugar, this, that, whatever. And now, Alhamdulillah, water tastes good again. Water tastes sweet again, right? And now that's because I've created a better love. Why am I saying all of that? To show you this is practical. Love of Allah and love of the Prophet is practical You can train yourself how to love Allah What I felt that Umar bin Khattab did in that hadith When he put his head down He went through all the benefits Of loving the Prophet so SAW Everything the Prophet was giving him Like, like it, it, imagine someone's like uh, same, same example But they're like Yo water or Sprite And I'm like And so what am I doing? I'm thinking about everything she taught me about Sprite And I'm like water please <laughs> That's what happened there. He's like I love you more than I love I love myself more than you. Like no, nah, that's not good. So he's like hold on. All right. Water please. I love you more than myself. So what I'm trying to tell you is we hear a lecture one time, we read a hadith one time and expect us to change. You got to keep filling your environment with reminders. Like a personal trainer. You got to keep keep at it until you become an advocate for water yourself. You, it reaches a point where I'm using the water now. It's just a, like, okay, cool. <laughs> until you become an advocate for water yourself. It's that ingrained in you. All right? So that's my point um, about creating practical love for things. Okay, so basically this section, I want to go to the next section. What time is it though? How, how long that's class? 40 40, forty forty. We good, yo. We good. We good. Okay, Bismillah. The next section is beautiful. I don't think we'll be able to finish it, but at least we can begin it, inshallah ta'ala. Is it not hot anymore? Okay, can you hit the... And there's one right around the corner. Uh, uh, right around the corner. Are we done? Should we stop? <laughs> Alright, cool. <laughs> okay. Alright, this I need your attention for this one because this is Ibn Qayyim al jawzi he speaks about at this section behavior modification. Um, he speaks in this section deeply about what? Behavior modification. And what he says is um, the basis for all movement. The basis for all movement. What, what, what is the basis behind all movements? Now the reason he's talking about movements is because the original question at the beginning of the book was about actions. I'm stuck doing this particular action. So now what he's talking about is motivators to movement. What causes movement in general? So listen to what he says. He says, all movement, whether it be in the heavens, the higher realm, or the lower realm, the basis of it is love. all movement the basis of it is love And then he says there are three types of movement. Number one is willful chosen movement right willful chosen movement like right chose to do that willful I had volition there I thought about it. Then he says he says natural movements natural movements here he's talking about the movement of things physically through the world and the movement of the planets and the movement of all types of things physical movements in the in the world outside of us and then he says the last one is harakatul uh, qasriya forced movement forced movement so the first thing he says so three types of movement willful movement Uh, uh, The the movement of the celestial bodies, you could say The movement of the earth The movement of the the water on the earth The air All of these things He's talking about the second category And the third category is what? Forced movement Forced movement Now, what he says next is He says When we talk about physical movement What we have to understand This is not my words He says Naturally, all objects are at rest Until they are acted upon by an external object, at all at all things are what? At are at rest. Who's yeah. saying this? Even came a What? Thank you. Right?
1: Uh,
0: Who's jacking what? But who came after? Mm-hmm. Hualam, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: For real? He's literally. He's like all things are at rest until they are acted on by an external force. So he says, an action and things will stay at rest and always go back to a state of rest until uh, unless something is, uh, a force is constantly applied. I mean, y'all know that already. But I'm just telling you, he's saying it, which is pretty profound, right? Um, So then he goes, now if you understand that, then he says, when we look at physical movements, what you have to understand is that from our perspective and what we're taught through the Qur'an and Sunnah, is that all the movement of the heavens and the earth, everything that is happening, is happening by the angels, Mala'ika. So look what he says, it's beautiful. He says, (laughs) He says, everything in the heavens and the earth and in between, he says, all the movement of the planets, the sun, the moon, The stars, the wind, the clouds, rain, growth, and vegetation. The the movement of the wings of a bird. Uh, It's all by means of angels. All by means of angels. So he says, There are so many verses that talk about this and many things. He says, He says that Allah has even placed a malaika at the womb. The rain there's a malaika for that. For vegetation, a malaika for a, 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 a malaika for that. For riyah, the wind, there are malaika angels for that. For this everything, every everything. And then he says, Wa abdin arba And every human being has four angels. Two on each side and two protectors front and back. Kiram Katibin, and then the angels that are the guardian angels in the front and the back. Like this room is like full. So he's like, all of these angels. Now what is he saying here? He's like, all of these angels are moving these things. The rain, the winds, the planets, everything. Why? He says the reason they're moving them, he says, This is worship for them. This is worship for them. So you see, you go and go to the beach and you see the waves crashing against the shore and you think of how beautiful that is and then you realize that angels out of their love for Allah are creating that movement (laughs) angels out of their love for Allah are creating the crashing of the waves on the shore the leaves blowing on an autumn day the wind blowing is the angels worshipping Allah and their worship is out of love their worship is out of love so all of those movements are because of some force behind them but what's the force It's love that the angels have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So 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 like if you think about this you'll be woke on a whole new level Like a sunrise seeing the sun rise before your eyes You're like this is happening out of love that movement happened too out of love all movement is happening out of love so then what he says next okay then what he says next once you've understood that he says now we we said there's three types of movement natural movement forced movement so he says all of the natural movement is actually because of what? (coughs) force of the angels force of the angels you with me? now there's one more type of movement the next type of movement is the movement of choice and free will. Like, and he says that type of movement is also based out of love. Now, here's the beauty the angels do all they're supposed to do. karha They don't disobey. So they have love, but they have to do what they do. They're, pro, they're created in a way that they don't disobey But the beauty of Bani Adam Is that the the, res, the the effects of our movement That we do out of love for Allah We had a choice But there's beauty in that as well But here's the key What is the motivation behind the angels movement? Love And what is the motivation behind our movements? Love I'm going to stop here. This whole section, we really got to go into it in more detail. The main point that we have to, he says, look at this statement. I'll end with this. He says, He's like, if there was no hook, the planets would not rotate. No. Nah, this ain't even poetry. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's just like that. Poetry. I mean, you could put it into poetry, yes. But do you get what, does, do you understand what he's saying? So, so, how does this practically connect to me? Like, I, I, it's all love, so what's up? There's a hadith, there's a hadith that I found in Tirmidhi. And the hadith is about three people who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala smiles at. So, one of them is a person, innocent Tirmidhi, who has been on a long journey with his people, they've been traveling all night you have been on one of those journeys where y'all traveling, traveling. You finally get to the hotel and you're like, B, right? So Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi says, this person is traveling, traveling, traveling with his people. They, they, they stop, they set up shop, they book the hotel, they get set. And everyone, ahabushay ilayhim, no. The most beloved thing, just everybody wants to crash. The ahabushay ilayhim, no. So everybody lays down one of them stands up in the corner Akbar <laughs> 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 right? And like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hadith says Allah <laughs> Allah looks at this person and smiles at this person because he's overpowering a natural love inside by a greater love by a greater love by a, you, you feel me? everyone wants to knock out He wants to knock out too. Allahu Akbar. Tahajit, I know we joked about Tahajit, right? But for real, when that love is cultivated, when you can get up or Tahajit and don't tell nobody, yo, you're on the doorsteps of love, yo. When you can get up or Tahajit and don't tell nobody, just get up, make wudu, lose your sleep. You know, when you make wudu, now I can't even go back to sleep, bro. I'm already half the time. Right? Get up, make wudu two you give up sleep for those two raqats, you're on the, 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 the threshold of becoming the beloved of Allah. Because you're overcoming your lower love for sleep, for a higher love, connection with Allah. Feel me? Allah give us tawfiq. Mm-hmm. Allah give us tawfeeb, Allah us that? So, you don't want to know what's happening. The question is, is there an English translation? I have not come across a good one. So you know what I'm doing. I'm turning this class into a book inshallah. Make du'a for me, make du'a for me inshallah. The book is, will come out soon There's no English of it, there's no English of it. There is a really bad old PDF that I found that was done a while back. I'll message them inshallah. Uh, uh, give me the phone after class, I can text this. Sure. Is it possible, you mentioned people getting distracted, uh, to be distracted by actually like seek knowledge mm. um. wow that's a great question you <laughs> get distracted from Allah by knowledge <laughs> is that that would apply right there. i'm just looking at my my better half not. know <laughs> Yeah, I agree with, in a way, I think sometimes If your knowledge is if, if if You should never, your knowledge should never Trump your ibadah Like you should seek knowledge in a way That you're still able to to, to Do your ibadah See, here's the thing, alright, hold on, this needs an explanation Why do we love Knowledge? Because Knowledge has a quality of a Ulu, it elevates It raises your soul up It elevates you so we love knowledge because it arrogates it us. It lifts us higher, okay? Ibada, by nature, humbles you. So the nafs naturally likes, the nafs, this is very important question. The nafs naturally likes knowledge over ibada. You will find yourself able to pick up a book on Islam and just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then I'm like, yo, let's pray to the kai. You're like, I'm tired, yo. Let me do some zikr I'm tired Yo let's read some more About this deep aqidah issue Okay <laughs> Yeah, Because the nafs loves knowledge Because knowledge makes me raise up Ibadah lowers me down It's literally humble It's literally putting you down That's why people don't like it as much Not people The nafs They'll always prefer knowledge Over a thing So To answer your question That's a great question um, so, so the way I look at it is this You need to have your regimen Daily regimen Right of ibadah Like the dhikr you do The Quran you do The raka'ah you do Your daily regimen And after that you seek knowledge yo From Mahadi to Zahari, Cradle to the grave But you gotta have your daily dose of ibadah though You know what I'm saying And you can't start picking up books and studying And this and that Without doing your ibadah Because that ibadah brings you back down And it grounds you Any other questions? I thoroughly enjoy uh, this class with y'all. Someone was like, "Yo, we worried the book's about to end. What are we gonna do when the book's over? We're gonna do something else." <laughs> <laughs> like, like, would we just go home. No more halakha? No, we do another book. We do something else. Right? We study. We have to, We need these for our iman to be strong. We can't just stop getting together, learning. No, we keep doing this because this gets me through the week. This strengthens me, right? So we need this, right? Okay. I don't. That I don't know. What's the next book? That I don't know. I am definitely open to suggestions. Inshallah, after class. Oh, the emotional intelligence. Inshallah. That's not as motivating though as like this. This is like this is this is deep, man. Like as I'm teaching this and talking to you guys, it touches me so deeply, man. So I hope you guys benefit as well. Yes. Will you be here next week? Is next week the 27th? No. On the 27th, we'll have a guest here because I'm going to Valley Ranch. On the 27th, that's not next week. Next week we're here. All right? Huh? Who the guest is? Nah, if I say that, then it's like... Come on. <laughs> I'm still working on a few people. I have someone set, but I got you. All right. So we're done, Inshallah. Any other questions? Yes, let I can't remember off the okay, I know one of them. They're in the battlefield. All their allies run away, and they just keep going forward for the sake of a I can't remember the first one. Can Can I give an example of what? I'm sorry. There's one more question. I'm sorry. movement. Getting up for Pudger. Any Anything you choose to do. The basis of that is what we're going to talk about next week, which is love. I mean, we've been talking about love, but he's trying to kind of show you how. Everyone's like, yo, can we get done with love? Like, no, it's very important. I'm serious. It really controls all of our actions. Like, if it's time for Isha, and you're playing a video game, and you remember this, darsh, you're going to remember, do I love this game more than Allah? And you'll, you'll put the game down because you'll feel stupid. <laughs> no, I'm serious. If really, really, you'll feel really stupid. You'll be like, I don't love this game more than God. I'm putting this game down. And I feel you'll feel complete, you'll feel good when you act according to your true love. When you act according to what your true love, you feel in line with yourself. But what stresses us out is when I'm acting this way but I really know I'm supposed to be this way. Alright, that's it. We're, 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 we'll stop, inshallah. Subhanakallahum <laughs> wa Let's make a short dua, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, ya Rabb al Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina muhammad. Ya Allah, we ask You to make this gathering beneficial for our hearts and souls. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, we ask You to to protect us from these distractions that that blind us from our soul calling out for you, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, we ask you to make us close to you, Ya Allah, and give us that love of you, Ya Allah We ask you for your love, Ya Allah, more than anything else, Ya Allah, so that we can avoid those things which you dislike, Ya Allah, and we can do those actions which you love, Ya I Alameen Ya Allah, we ask you to guide our family members as well, Ya Allah, we ask you to put Hidayah in their hearts, Ya Allah Ya Allah and make us a means of their hidayah their guidance as well ya rabbil Alameen. Ya Allah we ask you to accept this gathering ya Allah and give us the ability to gather more like this ya Allah wa akhru da'wana alhamdulillah rabbil